Hey, everybody. Welcome back here to Enter the Nerd Zone. I am Jay. And I am Pete. And we are here. Na 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 nerd zone. Yep. That's our that's our official thief song. <laughs> wow. That we, I like it. We I got, like it. We got one. <laughs> we got one. And I hope it's copyright free. Uh, probably not, it probably but is. well you know what? It's it's over fifty years, so right? Isn't that like or is it over fifty years? Isn't it over like set fifty years or something like that? It's you know, copyright is null and void or something like that. Uh, yeah, with my extensive law knowledge, I will say yes. <laughs> well, didn't you go to... Sure! Didn't, didn't you go to Kane for law? That's where I went for. Well, it's one of the finest law universities in, uh, northern New Jersey. Not even northern New Jersey. I can't even say that. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I went to break... I went there to break the law. <laughs> break the uh, law. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. But, uh, we are gonna finally... Finally... We're going to discuss Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. <laughs> uh, I know the the fans have been waiting. <laughs> I think I think cuz I was I was actually listening back to like uh our prior uh Harry Potter episodes and I remembered we have a super fan Angelica who loves our Harry Potter episodes so I hope we haven't lost her. So Angelica, I hope you're out there and I hope you enjoy this one because we got to get through this to get to the really good one. Yeah, and then you know, and luckily for her, we can discuss the Fantastic Beast stuff soon too. Well, let's <laughs> let's discuss because Comic Con just happened this past weekend. I want to discuss the trailer real quick before we get into Half Blood Prince because I know you saw it. Jay, this is your show. We could do whatever you want. <laughs> this is our show, and we could do whatever we want. That's a good point. So just do what you want on your show. No, go ahead. So you want to talk about the trailer? <laughs> well, yeah, because well, I, I mean, I, I, I really have been itching to see this movie, Crimes of Grim- Grindelwald, and now after seeing the trailer, I really want to see this movie. It, it looked great. What did you, what did you think? Oh, I, you know, I, I like. I'm worried. I, I, I always like these Harry Potter movies, even okay. if it is a, you know, even if it's, you know, half the prince, but um, <laughs> which we'll get into later on. But you yeah. know. I, I'm worried. The only thing I'm worried about is the okay. the, Dumble, the Dumbledore thing. Um, you know. Okay. Obviously, you know, you watch the, these these first eight movies, right? Eight movies. Am I doing that right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. seven was divide. It was cut into two. Yeah, yeah. eight movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's kind of weird and strange, and he wears like freaky clothes. And, and then in the previews, he's wearing like a a three piece suit. So I'm like, maybe he like bumps his head and becomes crazy i don't know <laughs> so okay yeah oh okay okay i can see where you come from with that i mean when they said oh jude law is going to be a young dumbledore is like oh god i don't know about this i don't know especially after watching this last trailer i'm sort of like i think he captures the spirit of a young dumbledore so i i don't know i i i actually liked it i i really like it oh, and i really and i think he'll do a great job all right let's get into this real fast because we're gonna have, have go Blum, for it half floor prince is gonna take us about five minutes um absolutely yeah we got we got to fill the show we got to stretch we gotta stretch this <laughs> so double okay Jud jude law taking over for dumbledore as you know the younger version yeah mm-hmm we have to see the movie first, and then we can really discuss this. But then, you, like you said, you were kind of worried. Weren't you like kind of worried? Is this in comparison to like when you worried about Ian McGregor taking over for Obi Wan Kenobi? Um, 
I wasn't really because I didn't I, I hadn't seen Ewan McGregor in a whole lot. So I was sort of like, OK, let's see where this is going. And when I saw that first Phantom Menace trailer and they're sort of like introducing Obi-Wan Kenobi, I was like, he nailed it. So I was kind of worried because I'm like, I don't know what Jude Law, you know, he's kind of up, he's kind of down. But after seeing these two trailers, I'm I'm sold. I think he's going to do a great job. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I mean, I that's the only thing I'm worried about. Of course, you know, they haven't really put out a bad Potter movie. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, I'm excited about it. I mean, I do like uh, the guy who plays uh, Newt. Um, Oh, Eddie Redmayne. Yeah, oh, yeah. Awesome. He does a great Newt and he does a great Stephen Hawking. So, I mean, obviously he's, he's you know, he's a pretty decent actor. Um, I like that they're, you know, they brought back the, the fat guy. Uh, I can't remember his name. Jacob Kowalski. Yeah, oh, Kowalski. I, was, I, 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 I was, yeah, I was, I was glad to see him back. He, he's, he's, he's great in these films, you know, because that's, that's kind of the thing I felt was lacking in the Harry Potter series is sort of like, you know, okay, Hermione is muggle born, but she's a witch. It's like, we're sort of like that, that non-magical person that's still kind of involved in this world. And, and we get it with Jacob Kowalski. And I, I just, I love, I love the character in the first movie and I can't wait to see him in the second one. Do you think uh, his character is the, the muggle for the, you know, the, 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 uh, the uh, what's it called? Uh, Harry Potter's aunt and uncle. Oh, think, the Dursleys. The Dursleys. Do you think he's kind of like their counterpart? Oh no, no, because I he's he's almost sort of like he's almost sort of like the representation, almost like the audience, you know, where you know, yeah, we we don't we're not magical, we're muggles, but we'd love to be in this world and involved somehow. That's kind of how I see him because. A lot of his reactions are probably, if this world really existed, I'd probably be reacting the same way. <laughs> yeah, he's he's into it. He wants. He's like, I'm ready to do this. You know. Yeah, which which is amazing. Like he's, you know, because I think it was the first trailer where you know he kind of asks Newt, like, where are we going? And he's like, on an adventure. And he's like, yes. Yeah. Like he like he can't wait. He can't <laughs> wait to do it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, it does it does look great. Um, I you know again. We've been fooled before. Now, like I said, Harry Potter hasn't True. really, hasn't really, uh, you know, faulted us at all or given us anything really bad. Hang on to your comments about Half Blood Prince. <laughs> no uh, problem. So, so yeah, I'm excited about it. My daughter, my daughter's excited about it. Um, maybe not as much as I am. I love when I hear that music. That like you know, it's like yeah. oh yeah, that's pretty exciting. And again, this is from a guy who the, he didn't see the first two in the theater because he thought it was too kiddish, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. I, I had to go back and watch it. So <laughs> speaking of that, the Emmy Award winning, I mean, sorry, the Academy Award winning Half-Blood Prince. Did you know it won Academy? Oh, it was nominated. It didn't win. I apologize. Okay. Well, Academy Award nominated. Hey, not a lot of films can say that. Nope. So, <laughs> so I'm... Get. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess for costumes and score and stuff like that. Cinematography. He, they, okay. They got. They were in that category. The N. They were in. Um, they won one of the. They didn't win. They were nominated for this in the British Academy Awards for special effects, as well as okay. production and, and design. And just to go back to that, you know, like you said with the, 
the costume and stuff, I think this is one of the best movies with those things. Uh, and not this movie per se, but the whole, the whole movies, the whole series as a whole. I thought you know mm-hmm. it's fantastic uh, dress as well as camera and you know all the other stuff that they do the the three G and CG three G three D all that stuff I think is fantastic in these movies. Yeah, I mean, I think it really it really kind of sets that world that magical world and. Yeah, I mean, some of the costumes, I mean, you know, you look at the fourth movie with the Yule Ball and we see, like, you know, how do witches and wizards dress fancy? Well, we got to see it and it was really cool. Um, You know, yeah, and this one. okay. so I've been I've really been kind of hinting at not really hinting at. I've been directly saying it, that this really wasn't one of my favorites. So I think it's not my favorite. (laughs) Right. I think I, I think I need to explain why. So. When I was reading the books, uh, I was like, you know, I came to the series late. So when I started reading it, the fifth book had just come out. So by the time I got done reading the fifth book, uh, Order of the Phoenix, this book was set to come out in like a few months or something like that. So I was like, wow, I'm all caught up and I'm all in the hype. Wow, here comes the sixth book. And there was like a big, you know, kind of to do about it. Like what's going to happen? I recently kind of did a really quick reread. I did a rewatch of it. You know what? It's really not that bad. I think my expectations were so high that when it came out and it was kind of like a decent book, I was like, why wasn't this the greatest book ever written? You know, when it was, you know, it really wasn't a bad book. I think my expectations were just set so high that I was like, oh, man. So let me ask you this, because I don't Go know ahead. I don't know a lot about the history of the of the Harry Potter. I just know I watched the the movies and I'm like, oh yeah, this is good because I haven't read the books. I don't know how to read. Um, <laughs> so, especially uh, six thousand pound book. Um, the only book <laughs> yeah, that it's big a big read, one. Only book I read that big is the Bible. But uh, there you anyway, go. Even that's close. Um, when when did the first book come out? That is an excellent question. I think it came out in the '90s, like the very like. I could probably pull it up real you have to quick, pull it but, up, I, but I mean, it's so we'll say in ten years between the first book and the first movie, right? Um, oh no, I don't think it was ten years. I mean, but it was it was a good amount of time. It was probably maybe five or six years, maybe. All right, so and and, and again, this is like you know off the top of my head here. Well, so you're just you're, <laughs> you're guesstimating. I got you. So, Absolutely. So book five comes out. You read the book five, and you're. You're really excited, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where were yeah. they? In, where were they in the movies at this point in time? Um, I'm trying to think. They were probably around the third movie, maybe. Like Prisoner of Azkaban had come out. Okay. Or was on its way, you know, on its way to coming out. So that's probably where they were. Okay, gotcha. All right. So then, you know, at this point in time, you read the book, and then you're you're ready for a sixth book, mm-hmm. and you're excited. And you're seeing the movies, and you're like, "Oh, poop!" What, what originally made you say, "Okay, I'm not excited about this, this movie"? Uh, about the movie or about the or about the the book? All right, well, we'll go with both. So pick one, okay. and Go the other way afterwards. I mean, you know, you, you think about it. Uh, the fifth book kind of ends with Sirius Black dying, you know, um, but. Everybody realizes that Voldemort's out there, you know. So I'm thinking, all right, here we go. 
you know, seventh book is obviously going to be the big showdown, but this this one's going to be there's going to be skirmishes and there's going to be somebody's going to attempt uh you know to get Harry Potter like this is going to be an action. This is going to be Empire Strikes Back is what you're you're expecting. Pretty much something like that. You right. know, this is going to be you know you know as our uh, good friend Jim Ross would say, it's going to be a slobber knocker. Like there's going to be some fighting. You know, you know Voldemort's going to be planning and and there's going to be all this crazy stuff <clears throat> excuse me and you know instead i was kind of like okay it's dumbledore doing a lot of lectures and you know there's a lot of talking and what's what's there's a half-blood prince somewhere okay i have and to- i think yeah. And I think that's what it was. I think I was expecting like like each book it's just like oh the, you know third book we got some action. Fourth book, wow, we're getting more action. Fifth book, the big showdown in the ministry. So I'm like, okay, what's the next big action thing going to be? And eh, it was a little bit at the end. Yeah. All right. And I was yeah. Oh, I, I I understand where you're coming from. Now, the book and the movie which was better, we could go into that later on. See for mm-hmm. me, I liked and I know, you know, what's my favorite scenes for the Harry Potter movies? Dursley scenes. You I, love them. I do love them. But I have to tell you, I really do like the way this movie started. Okay. Now, there is a Dursley scene in the book, but I, I, I agree. I loved the way this started. And they actually did better than the book. Because the book really starts off like this. We see the Prime Minister of England. He's sitting there. There's a portrait in his room, in his office. Uh, he kind of goes into this long explanation of how, when he became prime minister, the outgoing prime minister explained, "Like, look, there's this magical world. When their prime minister is going to come meet you, that picture is going to talk to you." So he he knows about it already. So basically, what it is, it starts off with Cornelius Fudge is on his way out. He comes in to talk to the prime minister and kind of say, "Look." You know, my successor's going to be coming in. He's going to kind of brief you. This is what's happening. And he talks about Voldemort being back and what the Death Eaters have been doing. We see it. Like, when we see them, like, attack the bridge, like, they just mention it in the book. I liked what they did. I liked how they started it off like that. I do like that. And then, you know, right after that, it's, um, we see, we see Dra- uh, Draco's mom meet up with Snape. Right. Oh yeah, that's a that's that's actually a very good scene. That's a yeah. very good scene. I think um, you know because at this point in time we haven't learned. Have we learned yet that he wants that Voldemort wants um, wants what's his name Draco Dumbledore to, Draco to, uh, to kill to kill um, Dumbledore Dumbledore. No, we don't. We don't learn that. But I see, and that's the thing too is I think when I started reading this book, I was like, "Oh wow, what's going on here?" You know, Draco's mom is like, you know, he he can't make Draco do this. You know, you have to help him, and you know, uh, uh, Bellatrix still thinks that Snape is a spy, so that's why she makes him do this unbreakable vow. Um, and I'm like, "Wow, what's really?" And and even too at that point, I was like wow, is he, is he really a double agent? Is he, what's going on with Snape? And I felt like we got off to a pretty good start and then it just kind of like petered out a bit until the very end. So you thought it was starting to slow down, right? I, I, I thought like, wow, we're gearing up for some real, you know, 
what what is it that Draco has to do? You know, really, what is the deal with Snape? If he's making an unbreakable vow, which, you know, basically said, you know, he's gonna, he said he's going to help Draco do what he has to do. And if he breaks that vow, he dies. So you're thinking, wow, Draco has to do something pretty bad. Snape is going to make sure he does it. So he, he took that oath. So really, whose side is he on? And then we go to school and I'm like, okay, now what? <laughs> well, I guess, okay, so let me give you my impressions of the first couple of scenes. Go um, for it. You know, I thought, obviously, the the, the break, you know, I thought that, you know, Draco, Draco is out to kill Harry Potter. You know, that's kind of where I was sure. we're getting it. Um, I, yeah. I did learn a few things. Now, I knew, we learned in the fifth movie that Bellatrix is... Sirius is black. Sirius Black's cousin, right? Yes, yes. But she's sisters to Malfoy's mother. Correct. Yes. So like the the, the blacks and the Malfoys are kind of like all in like there's like a lot of family action going on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. So is that did I miss something in other movies that mentioned that she's the sister and the in the mother or brother or you know. Did I miss the family connection in a prior uh, movie, or in the book? No, no. Uh, in the book, in the book, uh, and they kind of did it very quickly in the fifth movie uh, when they're in uh, Grimmauld Place, which is where Sirius lives, and it's the headquarters for the Order of the Phoenix. He shows Harry sort of like the the black family tree, and he kind of points out some of the. And in the book, he does it a little bit more detailed. In the movie, they, they he just points to they just show Bellatrix. But they don't talk about that connection. So, yeah, you didn't miss it in the movies or anything. So, no. no. That's a black. They show the black spot in that movie, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Where uh, where she burned off his picture. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she burned. Now, that's, you said Grimwald, right? Uh, yes. Grimwald Place. That's that's um, the the former black uh, mansion where Sirius had lived and. The Order of the Phoenix, yeah. So we're going to learn more about that in this next movie coming up for Fantastic Beasts, because isn't it Grindelwald's Crimes? Oh, Grindelwald. Grindelwald. Oh, no. Oh, oh it's separate. It's separate. Separate. Yeah, Grim... Grim it's... Uh, and I'm probably, like, <laughs> misprint. It's, like, Grimwald Place. It's actually, like, a street or a section in uh, London. And the, the cool thing was... <coughs> Sorry, when we went to Universal and we went Stop to <laughs> Sorry. When we went to uh Universal, they actually had like a model of the street and you saw like their house. It was pretty cool to see. Oh, I didn't, oh, you see when you and we we kind of discussed this on our last po- was it the last podcast. You don't get all that stuff at at the Universal in, in California. Yeah, no. So, I mean, as much as it was great, I'm disappointed now after talking to you and hearing about it. But that's not what we're talking about. So, um, all right. So that first scene, I love the, you know, the first fuck, the first 10 minutes of it uh, with the, you know, the uh, the Death Eaters coming out and then mm-hmm. the, the uh, Severus. And I actually do like the scene with Dumbledore when they go, he picks up Harry Potter at uh, you know, he's at that Harry's at that coffee shop and hitting yeah. on the chicks, and then uh, <laughs> you know they go and they're they're looking for uh, Slughorn, right? Yeah, Professor Slughorn. Yeah, 
Yeah. So what did you and think about that scene? Much better than in the book. Because in the book, it's a Dursley scene. Like he, he, Dumbledore comes to the Dursley house and, you know, he basically tells him that, you know, look, when I left Harry Potter here all those years ago, I placed this enchantment on the house. So in order to be protected from Voldemort, he has to come back here at least once a year. You know, he's going to be 17 next year. You have to let him do it. It's really important. And then he kind of chastises them for not really taking care of Harry. And then they go off to meet Slughorn. I actually like this better because I thought it was like, I, I, I like that, like Harry Potter, like hitting on the waitress and all that. Like, that was cool. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I did like that. I, I'm actually now you mentioned that that scene in the in the book, if they could have like filmed it properly, that actually might have been interesting and maybe explain a few things and put the Dudleys, uh, the, the Drusleys in their place. Yeah, because I mean, Dumbledore really did because like, you know, they, they know he's coming. Like he sends a letter that he's coming to pick up Harry. He wants to talk to them. So they're waiting. And he basically in his sort of like his charming way basically tells them they're incredibly rude and that they've mistreated him for the last 16 years. Um, and I think at one point, even like, you know, uncle Vernon kind of was like, you know, how dare you say that? And he's just like, he's sort of like, look at the fact that Harry's like a skinny, scrawny kid. And your son there is like a pig. Like, come on. <laughs> you fed one, you barely fed the other. Like, <laughs> It was great. It was a good scene, but I but I did like that. I did like that, you know, with him flirting with the waitress, and then I kind of wondered, like, when he saw Dumbledore the, the door there, if he was sort of like, "Oh man, what's going on?" <laughs> with, like he was sort of like, "Man, I was making my move. Now I got to go off with Dumbledore." All right, all right. Do I pick the <laughs> I pick the hot chick or do I go with the old man? You know, it's uh, not a choice I'm I'm making. I know which way I'm going there. Uh, <laughs> But listen, he's the boss. You gotta follow the boss's lead. I do absolutely. I, so then they go into now in the movie they 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 go into a house where uh, Slughorn is is hiding because the Death Eaters are looking to recruit him, right? That is correct, and just and, and pretty much the way it happened here in the movie is exactly like the book. The only difference is the way they describe Slughorn in the book is he's supposed to they like Harry description of him is he looks like a walrus like he's short he's very fat he's bald he has this thick bushy mustache so like the the actor that portrayed him i was kind of like oh eh, i don't know it wasn't really quite as i imagined but it just turned out like as the movie went on he, he actually played him really really well so well you know that's called that's called uh uh poetic licensing right is that what it is wait because sure. you know you watch these other movies that's, a, that's like a true story and the guy looks like me but really they have like george clooney playing him or something you know that's it's like okay that guy in real life doesn't look like that no because clearly you're 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 a brad pitt you I, am, know, I, so. am, I am brad pitt i do absolutely like, i do like in the scene we kind of get an idea of who slughorn is and how he his his early relationship with harry potter and I think that's one of the storylines throughout the movie that I actually like. Now, does the book continue that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the events that we see, like, basically how when they when they leave, you know, uh, Dumbledore tells them, like, look, this is how he is. Like, he loves collecting. Like, he, he says it like collecting students. Like, he loves sort of, like, saying that, like, he knows all these, like, famous and powerful people. 
And he's like, he's got his eye on you. He's going to try to do it. I want you to let him do it because he has a secret that I need to know. You got to get his trust. So, yeah, it's it. That's pretty much how it played out in the book. Absolutely. Now, do you think uh, so this storyline and then we get a couple others that are towards the end. Is this the best storyline in the book? The, um, the, the whole thing with like Slughorn and, and, and him trying to cozy yeah. up to Harry Potter. Yeah, how it leads to what you know we learn later on about a young Tom Riddle. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, it, it, I think it is one of the better ones. And I think, well, we'll, we'll get to it like when he kind of reveals the secret and we, and we learn more about Tom Riddle. Because the, the really, the big difference, like this, this was really one of the few movies that really followed the book except for when they really kind of go into the history of, of who Tom Riddle really, really is. Um, Cause it's, it's a big sort of story there and they really, and I understand why they cut it out because it would actually probably confuse some people. It would really make the movie so much longer, but I don't know. I, I just kind of felt like, I, again, like I was sort of like, eh, this is a so-so book. It's going to be a so-so movie. So, all right, so by the time this movie comes out, and I'm gonna, we're gonna come back to. I have a quick question. Go ahead. All right, so by the time this movie's out, the seventh book is already out, right? I believe it was, yeah. yeah. So, did you read the book before you saw the movie? Uh, oh yeah, I, I, and I remember doing this when the sixth book came out. I was like, okay, I'm gonna take my time with this book. You know, I'm going to go like chapter by chapter. I, I, I kind of want to drag it out. I don't want to rush through it. And then I got to wait three years for the next book. Uh, when the seventh book came out, I think I, I, it took me like two days and I was done because I just I I really couldn't put it down. It was that great. But I, I was like, I, I kind of learned my lesson from the sixth book. <laughs> oh, OK. All right. So I, I have more questions about that as we go along. That's fine. So after the scene with uh, Dumbledore and um, Harry and they go see Slughorn. You know, the next in order, like they've done with almost every other movie, boom, he shows up at the Weasleys. And yes. I think this this scene here is one we we finally we starting to see the hint of the love connection between Harry and Jimmy. Yes. Right. Yes. Am I right? Yes. Right. right. Yep. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, the, the difference here is in, in the book, they kind of say she's dating somebody else and. But when you're reading the book, you see that Harry is actually starting to notice her. And then he's sort of like, oh, man, she's seeing somebody else like like now he wants to date her, but she's not available. And I'm like, he's a teenager. What are you going to (laughs) do? Yeah, You're you're starting to see the relationship of Ron and Hermione kind of building. I mean, you could see you could tell that obviously she likes him. And he's just a stupid kid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it, it's true. It's like she clearly likes him. He clearly likes her. But she's sort of like, you know, Ron, I know you like me, but you can't even say it to me. You can't even, you know, it, it, it's just she's just like, ah, teenage boys, you know. Right, exactly. Where's the spell for that? <laughs> exactly. So he gets to the scene. He's in the house. And probably one of the funnier scenes of all the movies is they go to Fred. Now, Fred and George have finally graduated from Hogwarts, right? They actually left school. Oh, they left school. Okay. Did they they ex- left school. Okay. Well, that, that, that was in the fifth book. That was when they got fed up with Umbridge. 
and they took off and they shot off all the fireworks and everything. That was them quitting school, basically. Oh, I did not know that. See, I, that's I, what I happened. learned something. What do you know? All right, there so, you go. All right, so before I'm sorry, before they go to Diagon Alley, anyway, I said it right, right? Yes, you did. What? Holy cow! <laughs> Get, listen, once in a while I get something right. Um, is this after after the, at the Weasleys? We see the scene with uh, Bellatrix and and Malfoy and Severus, and this is yes. The the scenes with Severus always, all of them always confuse me. I was always going back and forth: is he good guy, bad guy, good guy, bad guy, good guy, bad guy? Mm-hmm. And you know, and as soon as Peter Pettigrew opens the door. And I'm like, oh man, really? Is he really a bad guy? Uh, I mean, or he's just a really great, you know, actor. I don't know, not like an actor, but like he's really fooling Lord Voldemort. Um, so yeah. I thought it was a great scene. That's a great scene. As well. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great scene. And like, and like I said in the book, you're you're thinking the same thing. Like, whose side is he really on? Is he that good of a spy that he's got everybody fooled? You know, you really don't know where he stands. And like I said, this whole there's, you know, Draco's supposed to do something. And it's really, you know, and just like you said, my thought was, oh, he's he's sending him to kill Harry Potter. I'm like, wow, there's this great intrigue. And it's really and I kind of think once we get to Hogwarts, it's sort of like kind of like I don't want to say fizzles out. It kind of just coasts on through and really until the big climactic scene at the end yeah so so a little sidebar i have to tell you in these movies mm-hmm. i think i mean everybody's a great actor and actress but i think if they pick they picked two great actors to do the role i mean the role of their lifetime i mean severus and alan rickman you know alan rickman did i think one of the greatest acting jobs ever as Severus, and then uh, I forgot her name that plays Bellatrix, but she was like made for this role. Oh yeah, Helena Helena Bonham Carter was she was absolutely amazing as as uh, Bellatrix Lestrange, and yeah, I mean, you know, Alan Rickman as as Severus Snape, just yeah, I mean, perfect, perfect casting. I mean, the casting overall was great, but. Yeah, those two characters, those two actors, perfectly, perfectly paired. Because he really, like, 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 like you said, when you're seeing that scene, uh, you know, in the movie, and you're like, you know, you know, is he, is he on this side? Is he on that side? Is he really have everybody like he's fooled? Like he's fooled us. Like we have no idea what's going on with him. And that's and that's exactly what you get when you read that scene in the book. And and he pulls it off perfectly in the movie i have to tell you by this time in the movie i'm i'm more intrigued about snape than i am harry potter i just you know again i find he was so well written at least in the movie part i'm sure in the book it's the same thing yeah it really really is like he's really it's like the first couple of books you're like oh he's the villain you know he's that teacher that he hates him he hated his dad so he hates him then, you know, as the third and fourth book, and then he joins the Order of the Phoenix, you're like, there, there's so many levels, and, you know, it's the seventh book, so I don't want to spoil it, but when his story sort of wraps up and we learn really everything about him, you're just like, wow, like, his character just went, like, like another level up, like, just just 
probably one of the best characters in this series, hands down. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And I have to tell you about um, just one more thing about Bellatrix Lestrange. Um, what's her name again? Uh, uh, Helena Helena Bonham Carter. Yep. She plays this. She I think she's typecast because she plays all these characters. She was great in Les Mis. I know Les Mis, the musical with Hugh Jackman, mm-hmm. wasn't wasn't great, but she did such a great job as the um, as uh, the innkeeper's wife. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I was just fan. It was just fascinating, and she's done a, re- a bunch of those kind of roles where you're like, "Holy cow!" And you know, I saw her in um, Ocean's Eight with Sandra Bullock. And, okay. And she played like the total opposite. It was like I was disappointed just because, like, <laughs> why is she trying to kill somebody with like her wand or anything? And I was like, this is no fun. Why are you killing, uh, you know, what's his name's uh, parents, Dudley's parents, right? Dudley's parents, <laughs> yeah, Dudley, right? <laughs> not Dudley. Um, what's his name? Who's the kid? Neville. Neville, that's it. All right, so go back to the, let's get back to Harry Potter and the uh, Half Blood Prince. So the Half Blood Prince. So yeah. Now they're at the uh, at you know in Diagon Alley, and we, we get a new character that comes in, um, and I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but the girl that like falls in love with Ron. Okay, so now here's the thing. So that's Lavender Brown. She's one of their classmates. She's a Gryffindor, same year as them. So you know, if you read the books. You know, all these side characters are mentioned constantly. So when when it gets to this point, it's not like, wait, who's this person? Like you you've read about her, you've seen her in the background. So but this 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 fact that she has this huge crush on Ron, that's new here. So like when she suddenly has a crush on Ron, I was sort of like, wait, where'd this come from? You know, because she's been a background character. The only thing I kind of object to is She's she's African American. She's black. She's she's you know described in the books as being black. And in previous movies, you know, they don't they don't mention her by name, but you could tell by kind of like where she's positioned and certain interactions she has. She's been played by black actresses before. And now all of a sudden, it's this girl, and I was sort of like, whoa hold on here what's going like this isn't right <laughs> well apparently there's been three actresses that played this th- this lavender but uh she yeah but she never really mentioned in other in the, any of the other TV, uh, other movies right no like they don't like say her name or anything but like i said people that have read the book would kind of know who she was based on like certain interactions and things like that um and now all of a sudden, it's like we get this completely different, you know, I was like, what's going on here? And I was almost like, are they, like, worried? Like, if they have, they show, like, Ron having a relationship with, like, a woman of color? Like, we, we kind of, now, here's the thing. In the fourth book and fourth movie, uh, they have the Yule Ball. And one of the scenes in that movie is, you know, Fred and George are sort of teasing Ron that he doesn't have a date. And he's like, well, yeah, who are you going to ask? And he asks, um, and I forget, again, if it's Fred or George, I forget which one, asks Angelina Johnson, who was the captain of the Quidditch team, who, again, in the book, we know that she's black, played by a black actress, you know, Fred or George, (laughs) asks her out. She says yes. So I'm like, okay, they've kind of touched on this before, why now is it like a big 
problem. Like, why make that switch? Like, I just, I didn't get it. And I think, I just, like, again, I just had such negative feelings about this book. And I'm watching it, and I'm just like, come on, what are you doing? <laughs> I do like, um, I do like the way Fred asks her out. He's like, he points to her, and he goes, you, me. And he does the dance-like thing, and she's Oh, like, that, that was awesome. That is funny. Uh, that is funny. And, she, and she's just like... Okay. <laughs> like, she gives him a look like, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, you know, the diversity of dating in, you know, obviously in this <coughs> in this uh, time, you know, in this time, you know, in our times, in real life times, you know, how racism and all this stuff. I mean, Harry Potter falls in love with a, an Asian girl. He goes, yep. he goes to a, um, the musical, the dance with, uh, uh, of uh, with Pavardi, who, yeah. who was Indian, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So you're seeing it, you know, and look at Ginny; she's dating uh, the African American kid's name. I can't remember it. D- uh, yeah, she's dating uh, Dean Thomas, who's 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 black as well. And that's why I'm saying it's like it's not like this was a new thing that they were even showing in the movies. Like, yeah, like you're right. Like when they go to the U Ball, Harry and Ron go with uh, the Patel twins, who are who are Indian. I didn't hear any big uproar about it. It was in the books. I mean, everybody knew it was coming. So then I was sort of like, what, why did they pick this actress? I mean, don't get me wrong. She was funny the way she did it with the whole, you know, Ron Ron and this and that. And I mean, she was hilarious. But still, I was like, come on, you know, we know she's black. You know, other black actresses have played her in the past. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> well, I, it's, it's, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> it is interesting in that regard. Um, so, I, again, this so that scene we kind of introduced to her. Do we get any other new characters in that in that in this at this point in time? I mean, aside really from Professor Slughorn, that's that's really about it. Um, you know, and yeah, off they go to Hogwarts and. I mean, for me, really, like, really what happens is, you know, we learn, you know, Dumbledore's like, I'm going to teach you this year. And again, you're thinking like, oh, he's going to teach him some cool spells or, you know, ways to protect himself. I mean, he does teach him an important lesson about what a Horcrux is and how it's keeping Voldemort alive and how he believes there's seven and this and that. But I was sort of like, okay, but like, where's where's i don't know where's the action where's harry learning like some cool things like yeah this is important he needs to know about it but i don't know kind of want more <laughs> yeah and, you know you, there's some scenes in here that are you know interesting like you know at the end of the train when they get to hogwarts and he's he's hiding up in the uh in the uh the the luggage rail and draco already knows and he kind of like beats the crap out of him and stuff and then Obviously, yep. the great Luna Lovegood who comes and saves them, um, you know. So there's there's like those scenes, but you're right. I mean, towards it's it's very top heavy and then bottom heavy, and the middle is kind of like there's some good parts because like I said, we learn mm-hmm. about Slughorn and we get through that, and then you said the storyline with uh, with Tom Riddle is different than in the movie than versus the book. So why don't you go into a little bit of detail of that? Okay, I mean, you know. The, the the things that we really learn is that, you know, he, he as Tom Riddle, he was very interested in, in Horcruxes. And that's where Slughorn comes in, because Slughorn 
really kind of told him about it and and kind of guided him to learn more about it. Um, but the other thing that Harry really learns is that you know he he was like we we see him in an orphanage, but Harry sees how he got there, how his his mother was a witch and. You know, she falls in love uh, with this very rich muggle. He, she places a spell on him to make him love her. Um, but you know, they give birth. She gives birth to Tom, and then uh, you know, the 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 husband kind of finds out. He he throws her out. She just hands him off to an orphanage, and you know, you learn that this is really why he hates muggles because he's like in the book he's you know we learned that it's like he, he's so angry that his muggle father just abandoned him and completely you know didn't even acknowledge that he existed so that's where all that hatred comes from and and to me that's kind of important to understand you know why he, he's carrying on this crusade to like really rule the world and kind of rid the world of muggles really so that's kind of like his beef, basically. But we don't really see that. I mean, we really don't get in the movies, or any of them, his real, his real reason why he kills Harry's parents, right? I mean, you know, he, it's, it's all because of that prophecy that he was trying to get in the fifth book. With that said, you know, um, you know during a certain time... Uh, a boy is going to be born to uh, two wiz- uh, to a witch and a wizard who have opposed you, and he's going to be the chosen one. So that's why he, you know, he, he kind of hears that prophecy, and he try and he kind of deduces that it's going to be Harry, uh, and that's why he goes after the parents. But if you just watch the movies, you don't really know like like. Why did he become so evil? You know, right. what made him? And it's really because, you know, it, you know, he's he's half muggle. His, his, his mom was a witch. His dad wasn't. But his dad just completely abandons him and just completely like as if he never existed. And it's like that's where that hatred comes from. Do you think we're going to see that in any of these uh, Fantastic Beasts movies? Well, it's interesting because, like, they're kind of saying that, okay, that these movies are about Grindelwald, who was, like, the big dark wizard before Voldemort, you know, and, you know, in the books they say that, look, you know, Grindelwald was bad, but Voldemort was much worse. But they're kind of, from what I've read, they're kind of saying that these movies are almost going to kind of lead into the development. So we, we might get some of that because I think, like they said, this is going to be like a three or four movie series. So we might towards the end of this Fantastic Beast series kind of see what shaped young Tom Riddle to become Lord Voldemort. Because we kind of get a, a, a glimpse in the first movie, the first Fantastic Beast movie, about the Lestrange family. Yeah, yeah, that he, uh, that Newt Scamander uh, was in love with a Lestrange, and I forget what her name was, and she's Obviously, she comes before uh, Bela- uh, Bellatrix and, and Sirius and all that. But, yeah, I mean, that name pops up. So, yeah, I mean, probably by the time Fantastic Beast this series wraps up, maybe it'll kind of fill in some of those gaps about what shaped young Tom Riddle. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's back to the, <coughs> back to the half footprints for a second. Uh, sure. Because obviously that's what this 
this podcast is supposedly about. Um, yep. <laughs> you have to see, you know, every, every, um, every movie we have that scene where they're in the, in the great hall and Dumbledore is announcing that there's a new black, uh, uh, black arts teacher. Mm-hmm. And it's never Snape. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Not so, this time. <laughs> so in this one, it's, it's Slughorn, obviously. Do you think that's a on purpose thing, or do you think that uh, it's you know they're they're really he's not trying to give him the shaft because obviously we learn things later on. But oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, no, no, no. See, that's the thing is everybody thinks oh Slughorn's going to be the new Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. He's not. Oh, sure, he's the potions, right? He's the potions teacher. Snape finally gets his dream he is the defense against the dark arts teacher yes oh in this movie okay so, in this movie and book yeah yes. okay so he finally gets gets what he's been asking for do you think it was just you know do you think at this point in time it's like okay i have to i'm bringing this guy in so i'm gonna put snape where he wants or is this like a planned thing all along i mean you find out that he, uh slughorn used to be the potions master before he retired so it's only natural that he he puts him there and you know harry in the book harry kind of says like what why did you do that you know why did you make him and he and dumbledore's like i really kind of had to because nobody wanted the job he's like i had to kind of give it to snape so because uh, you know i mean at this point in time we know that snape is part of the order of the phoenix yeah, um, but you know, again, in the other, in the next scene over, he's he's talking to Malfoy. Um, so I'm wondering if, like, you know, Dumbledore is doing this on purpose to, you know, for some underlining reason. But I, you know, I don't know. Now, speaking no. speaking of professors, uh, McGonagall. Yep. What yes. Is, what is she the professor of? Uh, Transfiguration. Oh, that's right. She turns into a cat, right? Correct. All right. All right. So next, what's the, so also in this movie, let's talk about we talked about Tom Riddle and kind of like where he's coming from. What do you think about the development between Ron, not Ron, uh, Harry and his relationship with Ginny? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I did I did like it, you know, the fact that he, he finally it's like he finally realizes, you know, that he does have feelings for her and everything. And, you know, I I. I was kind of happy for it. I still, though, like I really did think at one point that it was going to be him and Luna. Uh, he asked Luna to go with him to Slughorn's party. Um, and even though she's very, very quirky, they kind of click. And it kind of seemed like he, he might have been interested in her. But I did I did like it. But the only the, the one of the big differences is. Is in the in the books. Um, they finally get together, you know, they spend some time together for a couple of months, like really dating. Um, you could tell that they have a really great relationship, but towards the end and, you know, I won't say what happens at the end. We'll get there when we get there. You know, there's kind of that big bang ending and, and Harry is sort of like, okay, Things are getting really real now. I I actually have to go out and kill Voldemort. And he breaks up with her because he's like, you know, 
like I'm I'm gonna do this very dangerous thing, and you know if he knows how close you are to me, and I might not come back, and this and that, and he does break up with her at the end of the book, which we don't really see that here in the uh, in in the movie. So the book gets a little more into their relationship. All right, all right. So here's the most the important scene that populates now, or you know that really sets the stage for the book is the scene where they're in the potions room for the first time and Ron and Harry fight for the the <laughs> potions uh, textbook. Yeah. Uh, and we get, this is where we first learn of who the half, well, not who the half-blood prince is, but what what is the half-blood prince? Yeah, so basically in that potions book, you know, it's a former student, you know, and you would see this, you know, when you would get, every year you get the textbook, somebody always writes in the textbook. Well, the half-blood prince wrote in you know uh you would like look at like these um recipes for potions and he would write in the margins how to do it better so when they're making potions you know there's hermione like harry follow the book do what the book says and he's like oh well this guy here wrote i should do this and he's actually people think like oh my god harry is a brilliant potions master he's just reading what the half-blood prince said and they don't really show it too much in the movie, but it's like Hermione is really distrustful of this. She's like, you don't know who that person was. You know, you're you're practicing and doing stuff. You don't even know what it is. It could be really evil stuff. She actually kind of investigates like who she thinks it is. Um, she doesn't really figure it out, but, you know, she she's definitely it's she's kind of jealous because Harry's beating her at something. But she's also like. Okay, the last time like a book told you what to do, that was the soul of Tom Riddle. Like, may- maybe stop like <laughs> listening to books that are telling you other things. You know? <laughs> yeah, I was always trying to figure out why she was like so, uh, for lack of a word, hard up on the book about it being like such a big deal. You know, because there's a scene where like they take the book from him to find out who the what's going on in this book and why is it so special. And it says Half Blood Prince, and they're like, who's the Half Blood Prince? And they're like, well, I don't know, I don't. Where they care if I'm passing my class, it's it's all good, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, all right. So, I think this is where obviously this is the scene where we kind of start. We don't think of any. I mean, obviously, we going into it, we say, okay, half blood prince. What does that mean? And honestly, going into it, I'm thinking, all right, it's it's got to be someone that's half muggle born. Uh, yeah yeah like that's that's what you would make it think and i i don't know i kind of felt like you know it's called the half-blood prince but it doesn't really factor in it's like okay this half-blood prince wrote in the textbook and then we find out at the end who it really was but it was sort of like i I don't know like when i got the book and i started reading i'm like ooh, this half-blood prince like 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 is this like 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 somebody Voldemort sends to, to to kill Harry? Is this like somebody that's going to help Harry? And it's like, yeah, it was it was a good story and everything. But I was sort of like, why was this called Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince? Like, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I I kind of like the you know I I like the ending. The the build up was kind of rough. Yeah, and I think that's and I think that was really kind of my thing was we get off to a great start. 
and then 75% of the book is just kind of coasting along, and then we get the big bang at the end, and it was sort of like, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you said, but in regard to the book piece, you know, and it's being called Half-Blood Prince, and really isn't, it's not really focused completely on that. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, exactly, because it's like, okay, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, it wasn't like they introduced hey, that's the Goblet of Fire. Now let's just go do something else. I mean, the Goblet of Fire is key. The Order of the Phoenix is key. The You know, everything. So it's like, you know, everything you look at, you know, the Sorcerer's Stone, that was a big plot point. You know, the Chamber of Secrets, that's a big plot point. The Half-Blood Prince, it really wasn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wasn't the plot point. It was more of the, the twist. Yeah, okay, yeah, actually it was. Yeah, it was the twist. But I think we're so used to, like, you know, you're like, when you pick up the goblet, you're like, wow, the goblet of fire, what is that? And then you learn what it is and how important it is. And, like, what's this Order of the Phoenix? You know, and that's really major. Ooh, who's the Half-Blood Prince? Oh, okay. It was a great twist, but I think I I was waiting for it to be something a lot more than just a twist. Yeah, no, right, exactly. And that's kind of what, what they offered. Uh, I thought some of the I'll tell you I like I said this movie it's not my least favorite out of them all and I do like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do like some of the scenes like the scene where Harry's in Dumbledore's office and he goes into the into the uh, the the bird feeder and looks at the one of the memories yeah mm-hmm. you know, yeah those yeah. scenes are actually very cool and I, I like the storyline okay so I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, kind of compare <laughs> go ahead. You've seen the Godfather movies, right? Uh, yes, I have. Okay, so you know in Godfather 2 where they do all the flashbacks? Uh, yes. Okay, yes. so at one point in time on television, they made a chronological version of the Godfather where they played all the flashbacks first, which ended up leading to the first movie. Oh, right. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. Okay. okay. And then they played the second movie without the flashbacks. I wish I wish they would kind of do that with this because I think it would, you know, it definitely be a little better explanation. Does that make sense? I, th- I think it would. But I think now, you know, with because when they first announced, okay, we're making Fantastic Beasts and where to find them, I was like, okay, that book that J.K. Rowling wrote was like a school textbook and she wrote it like and all the proceeds went towards charity so I'm like how are they going to make a movie out of this you know and it turns out it's going to be the story of Grindelwald and like I said they're kind of hinting that it's going to lead into the beginnings of of, um, Voldemort so maybe some of those things are going to get put into those last couple of movies to kind of help really explain a lot more like it'll kind of flow almost in a chronological order if, if that kind of makes sense yeah, yeah. yes we'll see oh so speaking yeah. of that i'm actually watching the half blood prince now it's in the background and okay dumbledore's actually wearing a three-piece suit in the uh the memory scene so it's, oh yeah when he visits tom riddle yeah yeah, yeah. so I, I i take it all back uh you're all good <laughs> to go um <laughs> All right, so what's next in the book that you want to talk about, or in the movie? I mean, book? I, I mean, I really think we should kind of get to the because to me, it's like learning about Horcruxes, learning about Horcruxes. Okay, so we know what it is. You know, the Horcrux—it's a piece of Voldemort's soul. 
Um, he made seven of them. Dumbledore kind of speculates. Um, we learned that the diary in Chamber of Secrets was one. Well, Harry's destroyed that, so that's great. So one down, six to go. Um, Dumbledore is pretty sure that Voldemort's snake is another one. Um, and he thinks, you know, that uh, Voldemort has taken treasures from the sort of founders of Hogwarts, like Gryffindor, not Gryffindor, because the sort of Gryffindor is there. Um, Hufflepuff's Goblet and, and um, Ravenclaw's Tiara and like a locket from Slytherin. So I think the, the, the big thing was, which was really exciting, was, you know, Dumbledore says, OK, I've taught you I've taught you about Horcruxes. Now, I think I know where one is, Harry. Let's go get it. This, you know, after all of just going to school, learning about Horcruxes, blah, blah, blah. Now we get now we finally get some action. And, you know, these last couple of scenes I really did enjoy. So why don't you uh, start with the first one? Okay, so, you know, Dumbledore, you know, comes to Harry and he's like, you know, I told you that if I if I found a Horcrux, um, you know, you could come with me. So let's go. So they go to this this cave um, and basically, you know, Dumbledore figures out that they there's like a, a hidden boat and they have to cross. <clears throat> and the locket that they're looking for is inside sort of like this this basin. And they can't get to it, and Dumbledore realizes that it's trapped in a potion, and somebody has to drink it. And the potion kind of weakens him and 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 makes him hallucinate. Uh, they get the locket, and they get back to Hogwarts just in time to be confronted by Draco Malfoy, who we learn the whole movie has been trying to kill Dumbledore, and now now's his chance. Dumbledore's weak. Um, now in the movie. Dumbledore makes Harry hide in the book. He actually uses a spell to freeze Harry and kind of like keep him hidden because he doesn't want Harry to interfere. So, I mean, this is the big climax. I mean, this is the big, big, big scene. So what did you think of what happened here? Well, I have to tell you, okay, so going back to the other scene first, real fast. I thought that was very freaky, that scene. Like, it was great, well acted. It was just like, it was just eerie. You know, mm-hmm. like, oh yeah. You know, so when he's having like those, you know, he's like, "Don't make me do it anymore." You know, you feel kind of bad, but you know, he has to do it. This, oh yeah. This next scene is probably the. It probably it's probably top three or four scenes of all the movies, that you know every scene from all the movies. Um, it's it's very dramatic. I love. And, and it, it makes you confused, too, because obviously at this point in time, Draco is, you know, he's about to kill Dumbledore. You can't do it. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, and Harry's watching this underneath. And then all of a sudden Snape comes up and Snape comes up to the top and he's like, you know, you're, you're like, OK, this is where we're going to finally find out where Snape lies. Right. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, Draco can't do it. And then Snape's, I mean, uh, doesn't um, Dumbledore say it's got to be you to to, uh, to Snape? Well, he doesn't say he doesn't say it right here. OK, but he, he, he does say that he does say to him like he does say like Severus, like he looks at him 
and and that was speculated on now you know when we're when you read it in the book you're sort of like you know did he say it like oh my god severus or did he like kind of command it which was a huge debate was you know was he telling him not to do it or was he telling him to do it but snape kills dumbledore yeah and i have to tell you i was I was shocked. I, I mean, I kind of figured he was going to die at some point in time. Because, you know, at this point, they're killing a couple, you know, they're killing people. You know, like, oh, yeah. You know, the first three show, the first three movies, we're thinking, oh, this is all lovey-dovey. Oh, it's a good, great, great kids movie. And then, all right, people, are, they start killing off characters. And you're like, what is going on? And this, yeah, is, but the, it, this is the biggest character of them all. Yeah, and it was. I mean, again, you, you kind of knew that. Yeah, he he really can't be around for that final showdown because it has to be Voldemort and Harry. But still, it was a shock. I think I, I think when I read it, I think like I dropped the book. Like, what? Yeah, <laughs> you can't do this. But you, you know, you you, you kind of have to to progress the story. And, and it's very sad. Go ahead. It's very sad. Oh, it is. Oh, it is. Like, you know, and again, the way they shot the scene of him, you know, falling from the tower in slow motion and, you know, you see Harry's reaction and and really the way Alan Rickman as Snape does it, it's just you're sort of like, did he regret doing it? Did he enjoy it? Like, he's so you, you can't read like what his reaction is like. Is he sad that he did it? Is he happy that he did it? It's 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 perfectly acted. The scene was perfectly shot. Absolutely. This is the first time ever that my wife knew what was going on in a movie before I even Because <laughs> unlike me, she's educated and and reads books. So <laughs> when we were when we were going to the movie, she's like, This is gonna be very depressing just so you know i'm like i don't want to know what's going on don't tell me <laughs> you know it's the first time she actually knew what was going on it didn't ask there me what's going on and i was ready to like go what happened <laughs> yeah but like i said i think overall i think for me what it was is i was so much anticipation for this book it starts off really good a lot of intrigue and then the next you know two-thirds of it i'm just like Okay, is something going to happen? And then we get a, a a massive climax, a big plot twist, Dumbledore dying, you so, know, Snape Snape admitting he's the half-blood prince yeah, and Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, and I'm just like, "Oh, okay, it's sort of like a little bit of action and intrigue in the beginning and a little bit at the end, but like what happened in the middle?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I get it. Um I do like the scene after, you know, Harry's chasing uh, Severus, and then he like knocks him out and says, "You know, that's my book, dumbass. Get out of here." Uh, <laughs> I thought again, like I said, the the lead up to it was not great, but the twist was awesome. Yeah, it really was. It really, really was. It, you know, and 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 it's and again, this isn't my least favorite book and my least favorite movie, but I think coming off of especially book and movie four and five i was like whoa huge expectations and i was kind of uh i i, I, to, I felt like i was left out. i have to tell you at number five i didn't like the umbrage and again i i, I didn't read the book so mm -hmm. i i'm hesitant on watching that one i do watch it but i'd rather watch this one than five and number uh and number two 
Mm, oh yeah, I'd much rather watch this than number two. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I didn't really like number two. I didn't really like the book. I really didn't like the movie. I would definitely take this one over it. But again, that's probably about it. See, you know, in most series, if you watch all these <coughs> these series and stuff, number two is usually the best one, right? Wrath exactly. Wrath of Khan, Empire Strikes Back. Well, except, Back to the Future too. Oh, no, you're, you're blasphemy! <laughs> blasphemy! <laughs> Jesus, get out of here! Nah, nah, I didn't really like Back to the Future. Make like a train, get out of here. Uh, <laughs> there it is. There's my uh, my quote for Back to the Future. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> all right, so we, I brought it up. You my brought fault. it up. Yes, you did. Uh, so we uh, we end with Dumbledore dying, basically, and um, yeah, the kids are going. I don't know. Did the kids ever get back on the train and leave? That is pretty interesting. I know in the book it ends like with his funeral and they cut that out of the movie. Um, and it ends. Oh, wow. And I just watched it the other day. Wow. That's where my memory is going. Um, I think it kind of ends like sort of like with Harry saying he's not coming back to Hogwarts. Like he's he's like, it's time. Like. I got to find these Horcruxes. I have to destroy them. I have to face Voldemort. And that's kind of like really where it ends. Yeah, I think this one, again, I think this has the best ending to it out of all mm -hmm. the movies. We're not going to include the, the last one yet. But I, right, I, right. I think this one really sets up the next book very well. I mean, I mean, it does because it leaves you with like a, like a big, you know, Dumbledore's dead you know and harry is basically saying like it's on like you know school's done time to go to work <laughs> yeah you know i'm gonna i'm gonna say this and i'm not saying that it's the same but it, it this movie ends kind of like avengers does and if you haven't seen avengers Infin infinity stone it's the infinity war infinity, infinity war. war right yep yeah mm -hmm. uh turn it off but <laughs> when you know when everybody's dying and dead and whatever else and they all start to disappear this kind of is like the same like i had that same feeling from this movie as i did with the the affinity war movie like oh my god what just happened i have to wait now a year to see what's what's next yeah i mean that's true and i think that's kind of what saved this book for me was this huge ending with you know major character gone and it's sort of like okay, yeah, Harry has Ron and Hermione, but without Dumbledore, can he do this? Yeah. You know, it's, that's what, that's kind of what you're left thinking. Yeah, exactly. So overall, it's a, it's a good movie, mm -hmm. rough in the middle, but we think it has a great ending. Yeah. I mean, I really think it does. I, I just think it's the fact that there's just so much, a really nothing going on in the middle that it's, I'm like, uh, let's just fast forward to the end. That's the good part. <laughs> so obviously we talked about, you know, the Half-Blood Prince being the title. Would you think of a different name for this other than the Half-Blood Prince? I honestly really couldn't because, you know, I don't know. What, I don't know what you would call it. You know, you can't really call it like Harry Potter and the Horcruxes or something. I, I don't know. I mean, I I guess that's the, the good title for it. I Harry I don't know. Harry Potter and, and, and uh, Gandalf. I'm, I'm thinking that. Uh, <laughs> oh, we have to talk about that when we do the next one. Uh, yeah, big twist. <laughs> big twist. He becomes Gandalf. What the hell's yeah. going on here? Uh, yeah, you know, I it's a um, it's I forgot where I was going with it. That's just forget about Don't it. Don't worry, <laughs> don't worry about it. Well, again, we've talked a lot of stuff today, Jay. Yes, we have. We have, and it's amazing. And 
Exciting. Um, so, all right. <laughs> we don't end well, well, do we? No. So no. So we can have turn it to, off. We're done. Turn it off. We're done. <laughs> so this is the point in time where Jay and I talk about all the places you can find us, and I'll start with brothersinarmchairs.com, where the four brothers, uh, Pete, Jay, John, and uh, Alan, have all mm-hmm. their broadcast, uh, all their uh, podcasts. Um, so, you know, make sure you're going there and checking, enter the nerd zone out there, as mm-hmm. well as all of our mm-hmm. other stuff. And Jay and I both do different shows. I do Fat Guys, and Jay has two other exciting, exciting stuff things going on. Stuff sure. you don't need, stuff you don't need to know with his daughter Diane, who is the comic book nerdest. Um, <laughs> she really is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then he, you, you're still doing Defender of the Realm. Uh, We're still doing Defender of the Realm, yeah. It's still there, so make sure you're checking out all those guys. And Fat Guys will be coming out with a new episode very soon. And actually, running up the score will probably be up and live tomorrow. Uh, Cool. So make sure you go there. Uh, Where else can they find us, Jay? Sure. Well, you could listen to us right here on Anchor. We do have that call-in feature. So call in, ask questions, leave comments. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, where we'd love for you to rate and review us on iTunes. And, of course, Google Play, uh, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Breaker. And we are on Spotify. Uh, we're also on Instagram uh, at Enter the Nerd Zone. Uh, I throw up pictures of stuff that we talk about. I run occasional polls. I haven't done one in a while, but I will. Um, Poll. Poll. <laughs> he said poll. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's where I think that's where you can catch it. Uh, catch Pete and I. Yeah, we're absolutely. On, we're also on Facebook, so make sure you check us out there. Um, so future shows. Obviously, we talked about Harry Potter. We're going to get into the, the final uh, book slash movies. Um, we haven't decided how we're going to approach that yet, but um, uh, okay. be ready. F- be ready for those. Obviously, we have some movies that we want to talk about. And uh, spoiler alert, we're going to talk about a great show at some point in time where there's a house and it's full of people. It's full of something. It's full of something. So, <laughs> and as ready. the years go, and as the years go by, it gets fuller. That's right. So, be ready for that. Um, I, I hopefully are okay. It was the Brady Bunch. Ah. Yeah. Listen, uh, I can talk about secrets the, out. <laughs> listen, I would be happy to talk about great family TV shows: Partridge Family, Brady Bunch, uh, three, My Three Sons. Um, that's about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I've seen those shows, so sure, I can talk about. We're them in too. good shape, but uh, so yeah, and also I hope that our fan of Harry Potter, what was her name, Angelica. Angelica, yeah, I hope she enjoyed this show. And don't worry, we will be getting to Deathly Hallows real soon. We might even just jump over and start talking about Fantastic Beasts and where to find them as well, because I think you'll it's see, in this universe. Yes, you'll see it probably with us approaching that in sometime in November when the new movie comes out. So that we Absolutely. can kind of like preview there. I want to shout Absolutely. out to Milltown Comics. In Main, Mil- Street Main, Street, Main Street Comics. Main Street Main Street Comics in Milltown. Yeah. In Milltown, yeah. yes. I'm sorry, guys. I, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I've been there before. You guys are great guys. And then also, they wanna, are. you know, give a shout out to the Lag Bar out in yes. Anaheim, California. Make sure you want to get your gaming on and your adult beverages. Check it out. Go see uh, Chef John. 
uh, he's there. Tell him that we sent you, and you'll get nothing free. Um, <laughs> 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 but at least, at least just showed up. Thanks a lot. Appreciate exactly. it. Exactly. Support the family. Um, yep. So I guess. Uh, you know, I have to say one thing before we sign off, Jay. Uh, Jay. I was, sure, go ahead. I was watching Batman 66 with my wife yesterday um, mm-hmm. because I have direct TV. Oops, sorry, I can't say the name. Um, and, <laughs> it's okay. and my picture went out because of rain, and I really couldn't watch anything, so I downloaded 1966. And every time I think of it, I think of me missing Steel City Con and not seeing Adam West before he died. Uh, it's very depressing. So, in that, in the love of Adam West, Jay, same bad time. Same bad channel. Adam West, we do miss you. Yes, rest in peace, my brother. Yep. <laughs>